Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast owner and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity, unless explicitly stated. All content provided on this episode is for informational and entertainment purposes only. The owner will not be liable for any errors or omissions in this information, nor the availability of this information. The owner will not be liable for any losses, injuries, or damages from the display or use of this information. Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. On August 1st, I am dropping two new ebooks. One ebook is Stress Management 101. This ebook you can download or print out yourself. I talk about what stress is, the four types of stress, how does the body respond to stress, how to manage stress, figure out your priorities, get comfortable with stress, set realistic goals, exercise, mindfulness breathwork, yoga, and tips to eat healthy to help with stress. My second ebook is 14 Days of Smoothies. I give you 14 different smoothie recipes, grocery lists, and some interesting facts about different supplements. And all of this is going to be available to my newsletter only on August 1st and for a half off discount. So go to www.nikkiyogaandwellness.com to make sure to sign up for my newsletter to be first to know when this drops for the half off discount. And this will be 24 hours only. Then I'm opening it up to everyone and the price will increase. Hello, Fit, Fun, and Frazzled listeners and friends. I cannot believe it's almost August. I keep saying that. I cannot believe it's almost this, 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 but it's legit. Seriously, the summer's flying by. And you know those like memes that you see people post on the first day of school and it's like the parents jumping up and down or the parents excited the kids are going back to school? I do not feel that. I feel like sad. I'm like, no, we're having such a fun summer. I'm not ready for them to go back to school. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we have um, some battles (laughs) at home this summer and arguments, but for the most part, it's been really fun. Um, So right now, this is a hodgepodge episode. First, I want to dive into a docu-series, a three-part docu-series that I've been watching, the Victoria's Secrets docu-series, Victoria's Secret Angels and Demons. It talks about the company's history, the leadership, the connection to Jeffrey Epstein, the rise and fall of this company, Victoria's Secret. 
Um, so the CEO is Les Wexner. It is a company from Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. I live in Cleveland. So it's always kind of been, you know, cool, like the limited brand, limited um, Victoria's Secrets is out of Ohio. But um, in the docuseries, it explains how the underworld of fashion and the billionaire and Jeffrey Epstein's uh, connection. Wexner, Les Wexner, declined to be interviewed for this docu-series as well as the big names like Giselle Bunchen, Adrian, Adriana Lima, Heidi Klum, the Hadid sisters, um, Tyra Banks. So I remember Victoria's Secrets when I was in middle school, like the getting the catalog. And I think it was like Stephanie Seymour was really popular then. And Frederick, Frederick was the model's name. She was really popular. Um, and the clothes in it wasn't just like the lingerie. It was the clothes and the fashion in it. And, um, yeah, so like I was really intrigued and interested in watching this. And you see it shows like, the rise of it and all the smiling models and the empowering words and affirmations and um, the fall of it. And many former employees and designers and casting directors and models said that the show was one of the avenues for men in high level positions at the company and their inner circle to gain access to young, beautiful women. There were a lot of allegedly sexually harassment and assault. Um, I also watched the Abercrombie and Fitch one, so it seems a lot of this stuff was going on back in the day. Um, some employees said they were often jokes about harassment thrown around in meetings. Um, so uh, that all happened. And then in like 2018, the Me Too movement came in and all of that wasn't tolerated anymore and then Victoria's Secret well I'm not going to like share everything because I want you guys to watch it it's on Hulu also I didn't mention that so then they tried to make it geared towards younger people like Kendall Jenner the Hadid sisters and they always had the runway show and um a high profile singer singing and the angels became popular but this was kind of the downfall because they were catering to the younger, younger models and they were all stereotypical, looked the same, white, thin females. And body positivity, body positivity started coming out and they stopped the runway show. No, it, you know, it wasn't getting viewers anymore on TV and there was just a big backlash and more people want um, body positivity in all shapes and forms. So that's kind of what that docu-series is about. Um, and then going back with everything from the 90s and the early like 2000s is coming back, like the preppy stuff. And I was saying this to my, like everything I wore in high school and like Juicy Couture sweatsuits are coming back and shoes and everything. And I was saying like, oh, so um, preppy stuff is in style again. And they said, no, it's not called preppy. It's called Co Coastal Grandma. So Coastal Grandma is a relaxed yet refined, casual but elevated look, laid back luxury, um, overtly cozy. Think like Nantucket, the Hamptons, Block Island, like East Coast vibes. But I have no idea why they say grandma. Like why, 
grandma, coastal grandma. Like, why not coastal prep? I don't know. But that is my little tidbit of pop culture-ish. And now we will dive into this podcast. And it's about wellness and health coaching and burnout I read two books recently, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, and You Could Heal Your Life, and I'll dive deeper into this in a moment, but it's like we tell ourselves a story, and then we start to believe it, and we either get sick or our back goes out, and we are in charge of our thoughts. We are in charge of how we let people treat us. Last week, I did a boundary episode, and we have to work work on ourselves daily, work, work, work. So right now though, I want to talk about toxic wellness culture and how it could be ruining our confidence. And this is so prevalent on Instagram and TikTok. So if you can close your eyes for a second, if I asked you to name all the things that you love, how long would it take to name yourself? If you scroll through Instagram and TikTok, we are inundated with fitness influencers, you know, celebrities, fashion influencers wearing barely their clothing in a seductive pose, most often with beautiful scenery and a beautiful home. Um, For anyone, it can get hard seeing these quote-unquote perfect bodies in their perfect homes, perfect aesthetics. For females, it's even harder. And for adolescent girls, tweens, teens, it's detrimental and extremely harmful. The global health and wellness industry is now worth over $4.5 trillion dollars. And like with most viral trends, there is a dark side that is developing. Instagram fitness and wellness culture seems to promote healthy living, positive affirmations, mindfulness, and more. But research says this can backfire. Experts in nutrition, weight loss, and disordered eating have said that the social network's endless stream of fitness imagery has the potential to be harmful. And this is, in a way, this is my line of work. So I am teetering back and forth. Sometimes in my stories, I'll post a smoothie I ate, you know, like what I did that day. I don't do it every day. You will never see me post what I ate in a day, everything I ate, because I think that is so detrimental. So many people do it and it's very, it can be very harmful because then it's setting people up to think like, oh, I can eat all that and look like her. No, we are all different shapes, all different bodies. So that's just one, that's a huge pet peeve I have. So um, a psychology professor at Australia's Australia's Flindlers University suggests that her name's Dr. Marika Tiegman. She suggests that even briefly looking at Instagram has immediate negative effect on self-esteem. Like these phrases and stuff. Don't skip a Monday. Like people do hashtag, you know, like hashtag don't skip a Monday. Hashtag no days off. Hustle for the muscle, no pain, no gain, no excuses, summer bodies, higher, the higher the heels, the thinner the thighs. If you rest, you rest. You know, I could go on and on. Hashtag whatever. We hear this rhetoric all the time. It's, it is actually meant to motivate us and help us commit to fitness or nutrition on the days when we need more motivation or it's tougher to come by. But these phrases and mentality can actually do more harm than good. It could lead to injury, exhaustion, illness. These might seem obvious. You might think, you know, it's just a saying. It's just a phrase. 
it's just an assumption, but the truth is not everyone has a natural relationship with exercise and food and fitness and wellness. And the wellness industry glorifies this. They glorify, glorify, glorify these phrases and listening to influencers. And then people start listening to influencers or social media celebrities over listening to their own bodies. So it's pretty common to take these phrases to heart and ignore what your body actually needs. Too often, diet culture centers around weight loss as the primary reason to move your body and exercise and to eat healthy. And in the process of doing so, it actually encourages behaviors that are detrimental detrimental to both your physical and mental health. I'm all for fitness. I'm all for working out. It is one of my top, um, my, my top mood boosters and helps with stress relief, helps with anxiety, but I do it. Well, I can't actually do it right now because of my back, but I do it in a way that makes me feel good in my body, mind, and soul. I take days off when, before my back went out, take days off when I needed to. I never count calories on what I'm eating or when I'm working out. Um, And I've, before my back went out, I changed my fitness routine. You know, I do mostly, was doing mostly Pilates, yoga, and walking. And I still do walking um, on days when my back lets me. And then, you know, I used to be such an over-exerciser. I'd do like run five miles, go to hot yoga, go to Pilates, uh, go to like reformer Pilates. I don't do any of that anymore. So looking back, I do regret things I've posted, you know, putting emphasis on waking up at 4 a.m., making my warm water with lemon, having a green juice, green smoothie, and literally symbolizing the new age of wellness. And it's such a... um basic, basic bitch, you know, Karen thing. Like I come from a place of trying to be, this works for me. You know, do I drink a green juice every day? No. Do I do a smoothie every day? Yeah, I I do. It's quick and it's easy. It fills me up and it makes me feel energized. Um, I don't post every day anymore what I do because I don't want people to feel guilty if they can't do that. I want to help people, not make them feel bad or not make them feel stressed that they have to do all this. Um, And also, you know, the thing that all these influencers and the, you know, wellness culture has in common, all the women are beautiful, they're skinny, they're usually white, and they're insta-worthy set up in their houses and bedrooms. So we need to stop comparing ourselves to these images on social media. And this is how you can protect yourself from the negative side of the toxic wellness culture. Remember that we exercise to stay healthy. We do it for our heart health, our mind, our emotions, Stop counting calories, focus on healthy relationships, regular physical activity, you enjoy a fulfilling career and a spiritual practice, do things that fill your soul and satisfy your hunger for life, unfollow anyone on Instagram that makes you self-conscious or feel down on yourself. This is a huge one, stop comparing yourself to others. I do this all the time. 
you know, you see everyone on vacation or their kids always behaving and even in their um, Instagram worthy homes and spotless. And lastly, you can still have a morning routine, practice meditation, practice EFT, tapping, breath work, journal, do the things that feel good to you and help you to be a better person in mind, body, and soul. So recently, I joined Gabby Bernstein's Miracle Membership to get monthly coaching and daily meditations. Um, I I did really well with it, and then I just started doing my own meditations again. Um, and if uh, you subscribe to my channel, you notice I started a new, um, pro not a new program, but every Monday I'm going to be posting um, a meditation, Meditation Mondays. So look for that dropping every Monday morning. I'm excited about that. Anyways, so back to Gabby Bernstein. <laughs> um So I did her body love program and I did it because of my back going out. You know, I did it because I was getting down on myself. Like, why does my back keep going out? And then I have to be, I try so hard not to do medicine and the steroids because they make my face look like a moon face and puffy and I retain water and then I get really self-conscious. So I wanted to do that, um, to help myself not be so judgmental on myself. So that's just something I did. Um, You know, did I get a lot out of it? Some days kind of, some days no. I think because I'm also uh, a meditation teacher, yoga instructor, and a holistic health and wellness coach, I know this stuff sometimes. So it's kind of like I want a little more. (laughs) I want things I don't know. I really love Gabby Bernstein, so I don't want to just knock it. I was just, I was really hoping for um, a lot more out of the body love program that I didn't experience personally. Um, So to me, wellness is how you feel on the inside. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you emotionally and mentally healthy? Do you feel burned out? Are you eating foods that fuel you and give you energy? Or is it making you feel sluggish? Are your workouts helping your stress levels and giving you an energy boost? Is your morning routine setting you up for success each day or does it feel like a chore and adding more stress to your life? These are questions you need to ask yourself. We are all individuals and when it comes to wellness and becoming the best version of yourself, there is no one size that fits all. Wellness is the act of practicing healthy habits on a daily basis to attain better physical and mental, emotional, spiritual health so that instead of just surviving, you are thriving. Wellness is an active process of becoming aware, aware of making choices towards a healthy and fulfilling life and body, mind, and soul, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and mentally. So while my morn- I might share my morning routine once in a while, my morning routine works for me and it brings me joy, peace, and it helps me set up my day for success, to stay calm and grounded. For you, it might look different. And my workouts for me make me feel energized, help boost my mood and release stress. And that's another reason why I'm doing Monday morning meditations on my podcast because right now I can't really work out. I walk. And my meditations have been helping me so much and I've really been leaning into them 
so, so, so much. So we will come back. Quick word from Anchor. So I reread the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Um, So we truly need to love ourselves and treat ourselves the way we treat others. And this book is about um, our thoughts. Our thoughts and our patterns can actually make us sick. They can lead to physically getting sick, you know, a cold. Um, It even says like disease in your body. And in the back of the book, it gives ailments. Like say you have acne, this is your thought process. And these are positive affirmations you should say to yourself and ways to clear your mind. And if you think about it, Think about um, when you're thinking about something all the time. So for instance, we just got a boat. And so we got a boat and now I literally see boats all the time. Like I'm in my city, not even at the dock or marina. Um, I see boats being, like our boat, like a bigger boat um, being trailered with on the back of the cars. I see it all the time. And this is another thing, like you just buy a car. You see your car on the road all the time. So that's literally what your thoughts, you think something and you repeat it over and over and over again. And I just heard this thing. Um, So if, um, why would God give you more if you're not even grateful for what you have? You know, your energy can change and your energy, if your energy sucks, it can change the energy in yourself and your alignment. That's why I always do gratitude lists and I recommend gratitude lists, listen to music, work out, listen to worship music, pray, meditate, use essential oils, journal. Authenticity is the highest frequency we admit, admit, you know, and it comes from a belief and a subject and a passion. It's the most sought after thing. People will literally be drawn to you and want to be around you when you are coming from a place of gratitude and living in alignment and have good energy showing up for yourself first, emitting high frequency and positive energy, people will want to be around you. To live an authentic life, you have to show up. Don't lie to yourself. Don't, you know, judge yourself. Be grateful for who you are and you have to do the deep work. And that's really what I'm leaning into right now. My body is so inflamed. I can feel it. My back went out. You know, I have brain fog, anxiety. Um, So stress can cause inflammation. And I heard this quote from John Lennon. Well, the quote says it's from John Lennon. I didn't do enough research to really see where it's from. But he said, his grandma said, if you're sick and someone asks how you're feeling, say, I'm healing. So if someone says, how's your back doing? I'm going to start saying, I'm healing. So that's just a fun little thing to say. So back to You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. So it's all about truly the need to love, our, truly how to love ourselves and treat ourselves the way we treat others. So positive affirmations. They can motivate you. They can help you concentrate on your goals. 
change your negative thought patterns into positive ones. You can release the negative energy around you, negativity, fear, worry, anxiety. It can help you love yourself and accept yourself. Some examples of positive affirmations are, I am happy and healthy. Number two, I deserve to be healthy and feel good. Number three, I am grateful to be alive. Number four, my body deserves love and respect. Another one, I love my body as it is today. I thank the food for nourishing me. My worth isn't defined by my weight. These last ones are my favorite. I am worthy. I am beautiful. I love myself. I focus on the positive. I respect myself. Today is a good day. I am confident. I am strong. I give love and I receive love. We must be willing to learn to love ourselves. Self-love is the key to positive changes. When we really love ourselves, everything in life works out. So some of the highlights in the book, like first of all, just I honestly think everyone should get this book. We must release the past and forgive everyone. We must be willing to begin to learn to love ourselves. Self-approval and self-acceptance in the now are the keys to positive change. Life is really very simple. What you give out, we get back. That's kind of what I was saying before. What we think about ourselves becomes the truth for us. I believe that everyone, myself included, is responsible for everything in our lives, the best and the worst. When we create peace and harmony and balance in our minds, we will find it in our lives. That's just so powerful and so obviously true. So ways you can do this, stop for a moment. Like when you catch your thought pattern, stop. What are you thinking right now? Like right now when you're listening to this, what are you thinking about? If it's a thought of worry or anger or hurt or revenge or fear, how do you come back to a positive thought? And then I read a book, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, by their two sisters, Emily and Amelia Nagoski. I'm butchering their last name. I apologize. Um, So the problem is not that women don't try. It's that we're trying all the time to do and be all the things everyone demands from us. And we are willing to try anything. We are emotionally exhausted. We feel like we always have to accomplish something. So that's what this book is about. You know, helping with the stress cycle. Ways you can help with the stress cycle. I'm not going to give everything away because I want you guys to read it. Um, You know, breath work, physical activity. But it's science-based and... I really think I like when things are science-based. It gives you exercises to try, um, self-compassion and gratitude list. And that's another book I just read. And again, I highly recommend these two books. Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life and Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. 
this was a little bit of a hodgepodge episode. I just wanted to talk about um, a little pop, pop culture stuff at the beginning. And then these two books. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. And if you liked it, please share it with someone else you think that would benefit from it. If you share it on social media, make sure to tag me. And if you like this episode, please leave a rating and review. Thank you all so much. Please make sure to take care of yourself this week. Check in with yourself. Thanks, guys.